Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. What up, Clitorati? As you know, in season four, we're putting our asses on the line and exploring Sex 3.0, the road to happiness. And we thought that it would be a beautiful challenge for each of us in the cast to choose our own path to paradise in the realms of sex, sexuality, and self-care to see what gems we would uncover for all of you fabulous Clitorati. Why, you may ask? Because we love you. And we hope this inspires you to embark on your own journey to profound bliss and satisfaction in your own life. And today we're talking about postpartum sex. I have no idea why I was asked to intro this because I don't even know if I want to have fucking kids. Yeah, you do. We'll see in this episode. Oh shit. Well, there she is in today's episode. We are talking to the one and mother, no pun intended, fucking only Katie Roberts. What up? Katie. Sugar, I have to say, I think you're the only person alive who can make postpartum sex sound kind of (laughs) sexy. Thank you. It's my voice. I mean, why can't postpartum (laughs) sex be sexy, right? Okay. Postpartum sex is sexy. Are you kidding? Because, I I mean, it's sexy if it's the six-week mark, but... (laughs) Well, you're not having sex before the six-week mark. I mean, I'm just having a lot of foreplay before the six-week mark. I'm just going to say. I had, like, one failed blowjob before the six-week mark. Oh, play girl, that's pleasuring him. I'm talking about you being made to feel sexy before this six-week mark. What did you do, Grace? Did someone lick your clip before the six-week mark was up? If we're talking about foreplay being only touching, ladies, I'm on the wrong show. Okay, I totally know what you mean, Grace, because so I've talked about it a lot on the show when I was pregnant is Ethan had a lot of trouble being attracted to pregnancy, not just like attracted to me, yeah. but he tried watching pregnancy porn. Like he really tried a lot of things and it was just a mind fuck for him. And it happens for a lot of guys. So he did make me feel very sexy postpartum because he was like back on it, like could not wait for six weeks to pass. So the foreplay. I think it's more about like, are they interacting with you as the mother or are they acti- interacting with you as like the woman that they're into, right? Like, exactly. are they being sweet with you? Are they like talking about their desire for you? Are they like going, I can't wait till I get myself back up on your business. Exactly. But, and you know. that was how it went. It was actually a huge relief because after nine months of being like, <laughs> sex is really difficult. I know for sure. I know for sure I want um, the future father of my babies to interact with me like I'm the mother of dragons, for sure. (laughs) I'll say just hearing all this noise about it just continues to confirm that I don't want to have a baby myself, like out of my body. (laughs) Would you adopt? A surrogate adoption, quite possibly in the right situation, but I've never, ever, ever wanted to bear children. And I've had friends tell me it's the most amazing thing ever. And I just don't 
see it. And then even like, I see Katie and Ethan is like this great couple that have such good chemistry. How could Ethan not want to be all over her, even if she's pregnant? Like what? Well, Katie, you were saying it was like, he was it's like this whole Madonna complex baby, right? that happened where I was, he needed to yeah. take care of me and not treat me as a sexual being. But yeah, like he wanted to just take care of me and fulfill other needs, which was actually a really great thing because that was something that he struggled with before. So, um, I think it's tricky to go from this nurturing space that is a newborn and the, I mean, you're really talking about a life or death kind of experience, right? Like there's nothing really like bringing life into the world in my experience, right? And I have three kids and in those moments, like as a woman, you're never more vulnerable because your body is like totally taken over. I don't know, Katie, if this was your experience, but for me, it was like your body's taken, totally taken over. Like I couldn't like put my shoes on, you know, like, like, I couldn't walk down the hall. I thought I was really doing really good. The day after I had Cooper, I had my whole family in my room. I was standing up, like I was hosting a party and my doctor walked in and shook me in the bathroom to do my like check to check me for the first time and she was told me that I need to cool it like everyone needs to leave I need to rejuvenate and I didn't even realize it but that night I went to go walk down the hallway because he was gonna get one of his shots or whatever and I could not walk down the hallway yeah yeah it's a really interesting and culturally we have like messed with this a little bit. So like Chinese culture still has a very profound and, and, uh, prominent, like 30 days after you give birth, you don't leave the house. Like your community supports you. You are basically in bed, which is super frustrating for the friends of mine who, who have to abide by this. But I also think, you know, like after my third baby, like, uh, one, because she was the third one and they kicked me out of hospital two days after she was born. Like there was this, uh, inclination to get right back into it. Right. And, and to be some other way. But if we're going to talk about postpartum sex and what happens to a family as that life is created, it's, it's incredibly tender and incredibly fragile. And, For men, like watching their wives deliver their children, whichever way that happens, vaginally or via cesarean, like talk about being in a powerless situation. Like you, you are witnessing what is, and then you are like in awe of what you have created, what has become in front of you. And then and and as a new mother, you're like, wow, now I'm responsible for this. And and that is a huge shift in dynamics. So like the fantasy of like, you're going to have a baby and six weeks later feel like you want to put on your fishnets and like whip somebody is like, <laughs> it, it's so it's unrealistic, at least for me. Okay, wait. Since we're being real, I have a question for both of you, and this is something I've thought about a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about there the actual vagina. So, like, did either, did either of you I actually did. take a mirror I, and look at your vagina before and after? Is there is there <laughs> physical therapy involved? Like, 
Because one of my one of my fears is like push a watermelon out of that pussy, and then it, does it ever go back to the same? Like it's a I I've actually never been able to ask anybody this. Like what happens to your pussy really afterwards? Does it go back to normal? So I have two points to this question. I had two stitches, which was pretty typical with a vaginal birth. And I had, you know, when you're recovering, it's painful to sit down. There's like this spray that they have you do that is like the best relief ever. And um, it's when I was at two weeks, I really wanted to look at my vagina, but I was terrified too. And I was having pain in one specific spot and I wanted to look at it, but then the biggest part of me didn't want to look at it. And so Ethan and I both like did a little Zen thing. And, and then we went in the, um, when Cooper went down, we went in our bedroom and looked at it together and I broke down with what I saw. And, um, well, I was hugely emotional to begin with, like everything was making me cry. Um, but where I was having pain, it was just how things were stitched together, like stitched back together, looked really different to me. Like it didn't look like my vagina looked before. And so I made an appointment with my doctor the very next day. And I was like, I think my stitches came out prematurely. And cause there was like a piece of skin hanging in one part. And, um, and this is like the horror st- All I had heard was horror stories about your vagina and sex afterwards. And my horror story has a happy ending. Thank God, because I'm literally like, my palms are right now. <laughs> it's totally normal. I mean, it has, it needs time to heal at, at, um, Six weeks, I went back and she was able to put the speculum. I didn't even know she put it in because I was, Ethan was really eager to have sex. And I was like, well, don't get your hopes up because I am not going to do anything that's going to hurt because I'm just, I'm still recovering, you know? And, um, and when she put the speculum in, I didn't even know she did it. So it was, um, like it didn't hurt. There was no pain. And, um, So, and it ended up going back to normal. And I will say sex has never been better. Something changed in my inner anatomy where I used to never really enjoy penetration. I always needed clitoral stimulation and something is different inside where that Ethan feels the difference. I don't know if it's just, I'm just tighter, but that first time having sex was just mind blowing. And sex has been great since. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to throw it out here, Katie, and say, like, do you think that, because this is part of, like, my journey this season, right? Like, intimacy through sex, right? Like, and, and how do we intimately connect with people? Like, was the sex better because Ethan had been with you through that journey? Because, like, I agree with you. Like, especially after baby number one, like, it, and even more so in America than Australia, like, um, I feel incredibly privileged to have delivered my first two babies in Australia in an environment I feel is much more open about women talking about the reality of childbirth and life and the empowerment that comes from it. And when I delivered my third baby in America, I was like, 
whoa, glad I did this twice in another country because this is rough. Like, and so, but my, my question for you, Katie, is sort of like after this and the sex being so good afterwards, like, um, is it like, because maybe something changed or is it because your relationship became more intimate with Ethan and, and is that the access to more openness and connection and potentially better sex than beforehand because like when somebody's seen you delivering a baby like ladies let's not lie I've delivered three babies vaginally like like this is not like how you want to like think about any sex ed video that you've ever watched like watching it from the angle of observer or horrified seventh grader or any person who's not intimately connected with that situation it's kind of brutal and but when you're in that moment, like what gets created in that delivery suite is, is a space of like pure intimacy. Like you are surrendered to trust. Like you literally, you can't move. Like Katie and I are both saying like towards the end of pregnancy, you are a of, of life bringing, right? Like you can't touch your toes. You want to pee all the time. Like your body doesn't feel like yours. It's, it's a very more than ever, right before you deliver, it doesn't feel like yours. Oh, well, it is not yours. And then your body does this whole thing called, I'm going to labor and deliver this other human into the world. Like, it's like, it's like a death. <laughs> well, yeah. To answer your question, Ethan was in such awe of me after I delivered. And in such mm-hmm. awe of watching me become a mother and Mother Cooper and mm-hmm. how, I mean, it's work. And I'm, I'm, and I'm breastfeeding and that's like a whole nother animal, you know, to really conquer. And it, he was just, I think, really in awe of me. And, um, and I think the other thing that really helped sex was I, and also my delivery, is I masturbated a lot when I was pregnant. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that really strengthened my muscles because there definitely was the emotional side that made it more intimate and almost brand new in a way. And um, and then there was also the the physical, like it, it did feel different physically. You mentioned you mentioned your you mentioned your libido, Katie. Like I know that you said like during your pregnancy. Um, you were super, super horny. What was your libido like after birth? Unfortunately, it's back to status quo. <laughs> like, I know. I was really hoping that I would keep it. Um, it was something that I was, I mentioned on the show quite a few times. Of, I felt like sugar all the time. Like, I just wanted to get my rocks off constantly. And I did. And um, I, it was fun to like live in Sugar's shoes for a little bit. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were in overwhelming yes. 
So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Like Katie said, you know, like there is, it, it takes something to deliver a child. And if you want to think about like you go from pregnancy hormones, which are all like life creating hormones in you to within three or four days after pregnancy, all of those pregnancy hormones leaving your body to like milk producing hormones coming into your body. Like hormonally, if you have any experience with that, whether it's PMS or just in general, like your hormones are doing things that like make you almost, it's that same experience of being like at the effect of your body continues for quite a few weeks after you delivered. Like it's a lot to process. And I think that the expectation that women get back to or have to or need to, or that that their men are missing something or that like, it puts an un, an unrealistic expectation on one of the most life transforming events that one you will physically go through and two as a couple you'll go through because you're not sleeping you're upside down like there's a thing that requires like all sorts of life giving source from you and for me it's like the conversations that are expectation about like where you should be at any given point are the ones that keep us limited in that experience. Well, Grace, and I love that um, you mentioned so much about the mental aspect of it. And I know just because I know, I've known Katie for years on a personal level, I know that you have personally struggled with body dysmorphia um, for many years. And I, you know, and, and I would love to hear from both of you touching on like body image after giving birth has got to be fucking real. Yeah. I mean, two things for me mentally, I struggled with postpartum that definitely affected my wanting to have sex or be seen. And that's definitely body dysmorphia. And I had some baby blues. I didn't have to go. um, I don't think I went full blown postpartum depression, but it was like Grace was talking about that roller coaster of hormones. Like I felt really up and then really down um, quite often. And I'm four months out now, and I still have bouts of that because I'm going through another sleep regression where I'm sleeping less now than I did when I first delivered. You can't underestimate the emotional, like I, I keep bringing it back and like the physical is important, but I'm so, after having three, and feeling like I've done my 10,000 hours to like reach some level of expert. Like the first time moms that I interact with, I'm always like, Mm. whatever gets you through. Right. And I mean that with like total generosity and respect. Like if what gets you through is you want to be intimate with your husband two weeks after, like, great, do that. If what gets you through is like a year without do that too. Like I promise you, you'll all be okay. Like my youngest is seven. Everything returns to normal. Like in in actual fact, like a year out, your delivery childbirth experience is one of the most empowering physical experiences that you have. Like you 
that and you produce this thing and then you survived this first year of all the bonkers. Like you can't even come up with the number of bonkers things. I remember locking mm. my three my third baby who was three weeks old yeah. in the car when my husband was in China and my kid had to go to school and like my other one was like crying and I'm like out the front of an apartment building and my purse and my phone and everything's in the car and you're just like, Ooh, um, you can't even think, you know, and, and yet to be expected to have like anything be normal for you in that sort of first year is like craziness, you know, and yet people showed up, neighbors showed up and everything got sorted out and AAA is magic. If you lock a baby in a car, they'll be there in like five minutes. I'm just, oh my God, it's like my biggest fear. I always like make sure, oh my God, it could happen. It's so easily, so easily. It's, it's it's just like everything unexpected happens in that time. And it's just like, (laughs) and you're so tired. I was just grabbing a book off bookshelf and it was a bookshelf that maybe the books were stacked too high, but I was, I literally felt in a daze for those first couple of weeks. And the whole bookshelf fell on me and Cooper, like of books and we were fine, but it was like, little bonks on the head, you know, but it was, you know, things just happen so easily. So I would like to say that like sex after pregnancy could look like he makes you a cup of fucking tea and cuddles you while the baby sleeps for 40 minutes. And it can look like, it can look like being really tender with you. And it can look like, yeah, you freaking get it on like Donkey Kong because you're just like, holy shit, let's pretend like we're normal for a second in the middle of like crying and diapers and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's like whatever goes for you, I think is, is the best way to battle through. Is it something where, is it something where you guys said, Hey, this is what we're probably going to do. And then once the time comes, you kind of throw it out the window. Because I would assume you talked about what you thought you'd do after, right? You created a plan, I would assert. Once the baby's here, there's no plan. Like the birth, it's like they have you make a birth plan and that goes out the window so fast. Like it's like, oh, right? You thought there was a plan? No more plans. But I will say the body dysmorphia and my mental health was actually, I've, I've been really impressed. I've been more accepting of my body than ever, I think, because I've just been so impressed with what my body was able to do successfully, you know, and to heal and to grow and expand and shrink. And, it, it, you know, my body and to produce milk, like that was the craziest thing um, that uh, it's really made me more accepting of my body because I'm not back to normal, you know, and um and I probably won't be until I'm done breastfeeding, which will be after a year, you know? So at least that's my plan. Can I say, Katie, like, and Clitorati will take a vote on this. Like, I don't think Katie's ever been more attractive than she is right now. Like when she came into the studio last time, I was like, damn, girl, like you're beautiful in a whole new way. Like, I don't I think I love, yeah. I've never been this happy and I really love my body right now in a way that I've never, like I never, I would only criticize myself and my body and my brain, you know? So, um, so thank you. Yeah. I have to say having been through the literal personal journey with you of like, not even sure if you wanted to have kids to deciding that you did 
and then deciding when you were going to try and then immediately being getting pregnant, <laughs> of course, because that's how right away. And then I, and I, and I've been such an intimate friend of yours for so many years. And I have to say, this is the happiest I've ever seen you. And motherhood looks so fucking good on you. You are our resident nurse. And I know that we were talking about like the physicalness that happens during childbirth. And you wanted to do some like PSA about like vaginal physical therapy and the things that you can do to like have yourself come back. Because I mean, like, like delivery and especially education in this country about like postpartum care and physical therapy is sometimes lacking in certain areas. So let's go with that, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would have never known this had I not talked to uh, a friend who had done a ton of research because she had so many problems and she is also a nurse. And um, in most countries, you get 12 weeks of physical therapy postpartum. Like any woman who delivers vaginally, it's 12 weeks of physical therapy. Now, I after postpartum, women have lots of pelvic floor issues and like there's pain with sex. They lose their bladder completely to like they have I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back and say that again. They um they have different pelvic floor issues from laughing when you pee to losing your bladder completely to pain during sex to dryness to all these different type of pelvic floor issues that can be totally avoided from doing this physical therapy postpartum and in a no it's like you go see an actual physical therapist who specializes in vaginal healing postpart post birth like that's this very specific thing and in america i had one a woman in my mom's group she's doing it right now and she had to ask her doctor so you, your doctor won't even suggest it which i found you know just sad with our health care but it's um but it's something that i didn't know you could do and it's it exists out there so women who still pee themselves into their late years because they gave had a child it like doesn't need to happen that way um so that was one thing that I didn't know that I definitely wanted to share on the show because that physical therapy postpartum especially if you get and you can get it done like if you're listening to this now and this is something that is still happening for you you can still go get the physical therapy and it will help you so I was gonna say that there is like um a friend of mine uh, Dr. Ligon, she's like got her pelvic rehabilitation practitioner's certificate, right? Like there are physical therapists that really specialize in women's health that really focus on, and, and at any stage, whether you're postpartum fresh or this is something that you've been dealing with for a couple of years, like specific physiotherapists that deal with the pelvic floor and pelvic floor um, issues can really make a huge, huge difference to the recovery and also rehabilitation of the area for anyone dealing with any of those type of things. But yeah, look up if you, if you want um, someone specific for that area, just look for specialization in, in the pelvic floor and, and you'll find people that are incredibly skilled at regaining everything that you ever had beforehand. Um, so, so Kimmy, I want to play a quick game with you to type the episode. Oh my God. 
Okay. Are you down to play a game? Let's do um. Let's do two truths and a lie. See what the if the clitorati can figure it out. What do you think? Okay. First one. I had my first penetration orgasm post pregnancy. Two. I now masturbate on the toilet so I don't have to clean up all the squirting to save time. Number three, Ethan and I get sex in behind our sound door in our house when Cooper's babysitters are over. I just babysat this week. You best not have done that. I mean, (laughs) okay, number four. I keep, uh, number four, I keep wanting Ethan to try my breast milk. And when he rejects me, I sneak up on him with a big old milk squirt. Oh my God. I hope all of these are true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going with the sweating on the toilet is the lie. That's my, that's my okay. Yeah, I think this, the toilet's a lie, but I really don't want it to be. Yeah, but she would, like, I could totally see doing that so you don't have to clean. I'm going to go with the breast milk being the lie. <laughs> all right, sure. What do you think? I know. These <laughs> all seem like lies. I sure like the horror of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Katie, which one's the lie? You're all wrong. I did not oh. orgasm with my first penetration post-pregnancy. Oh, <laughs> well, you Fuck you. It was really good. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Wait, so all that other stuff is true? I'm oh, so God. happy. <laughs> all right, they, don't, they do not fuck when the babysitter's at the door. Who's that babysitting duty next? Did you fuck while I was there? I don't know. Ethan was working. Like when we had a free moment and the, and the babysitters here, we shut the sound door and lock our door. We did it this morning. Sorry, mom. I like it. I like it. It's fine. It's like, you know, you do it when you have the time. And on that note, Clitorati. It gets to be spontaneous that way, Wait, too. Now on that note, Clitorati, um, really just like extra shout out to Grace and to Katie for just being real about you know, postpartum sex and postpartum vaginas. And, you know, for anyone who's either had a baby or is pregnant or looking to have a baby in the future, we hope that this episode really made a difference for you, or you can come back and listen to it and just realize that like, we're human and this is a beautiful thing. And it's an, and it's a really fucking difficult thing all at the same time. And there's no shame in not being perfect. And there's no shame in having a little bit of body stuff or a little bit of vagina stuff, or maybe not, you know, rocking it out like a porn star right after you had a baby. Cause that's just not realistic. And we're really looking to create a realistic expectations for moms and for future moms and to take the shame out of all of these types of conversations. And we hope that this episode made a difference for you. Katie or Grace, do you guys want to add anything to that? Um, I, I want to add one thing. There's this Huffington Post article that has really, it sounds really simple, but Ethan and I, you know, you, Ethan and I have been fighting a lot simply because we're exhausted. And it's this saying that says, hey, remember, we're on the same team to disrupt any kind of fight mm-hmm. or argument. So you can start focusing on listening, compromising and reaching solutions instead of just going back and forth fighting. Yeah. Not yeah. Being right it's tough in the moment. I'm like real <laughs> yeah. tired. But that was one thing. And I, I, 
I want to make an extra special shout out to any of the single moms oh. out there. My mom was a single mom for a period of time. And, um, you know, it's, you, you're doing double the work. And so you, you get extra to the love and we really appreciate you for anyone out there who's doing this alone. And, and buy a really great vibrator team out there to help single support mama. you. Uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, and, and if anybody has any stories or questions more on the subject that you want to send to either Grace or Katie or the cast, um, you can reach out to us on our Instagram at clip talk show and send us a direct message. We'd love to hear from you guys. Any stories you, you have, anything you want to share where it's an open dialogue and um, we're, we're here for you. So, and we love you and uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Oh, Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.